so we are live. It is episode nine today. Welcome. Grant. Episode nine? That sounds right. I think so, yeah. That sounds right. So we're in yet another new room. Well, we're not a in virtual. a single we're not in a single new room. We're just in two separate rooms. One new A combined, virtual room. Yeah. No, to one. Brand new. <laughs> um so today we don't actually have a ton for you, but it's gonna be fun either way. Um Let's start right away with categories. Yeah, no guests. Yeah, like, no, yeah guests. no guests this week and no home. Just two guys yes. in their computers. Two guys shooting the shit. <laughs> All right, what I'm letting country, you go. What, what this great nation was built on. Yeah, I'm letting you go first for uh, categories this week. I don't even for, know what your category, category I don't even know what your category is this week, so should be exciting. You do know. Uh, mine is best Bill Belichick quotes of the year. Oh, yeah. I knew of this. the year. Yeah. So the big thing is, obviously, I addressed this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like, he is having an absolute masterclass with his uh, press conferences because obviously, normally they're famous, but because of how sketch the entire Patriots organization has been this year, from a roster, from uh, COVID opt outs, his press his press conferences have just been phenomenal, especially with how the Patriots media is. So my first one is from today. This is kind of what gave me the idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it in the format of how a reporter would ask Bill the question. <laughs> Bill, why don't you drink coffee? Long pause. Because I don't like coffee. That, to me, that is what, to me, that is what, this entire the epitome of this entire season has been you know, for the Patriots. I'm, I'm all, as a coffee drinker myself. I think that's a, the answer I find myself giving a lot because people just wait. You expect you, you are coffee. not a coffee drinker. I or hate you, coffee. You are. I hate coffee. Not that I can confirm. I've tried it more than two or three times. Um, I've been kind of yeah, right, about it, same. But I just refuse to give in. Um, I'm an energy drink man myself. Interest. Oh, I didn't know you were that kind of man either. I'm, wow. rain, rain, rain I, I'm all natural, baby. All natural. <laughs> no, you're not. This energy comes for free. No, but right. <laughs> anyway. So, wait, do you want to alternate, alternate this week, right? Okay. My yeah, category we'll is five stats that I can't believe I saw this weekend. The problem is I have 15 of them. <laughs> so, I'm going to do Oh my god. I'm going to do 3 each time we rotate and I'll just go quick. Oh, that's, I like that. Yeah. And I'll just yeah. go quick and you can interrupt me when you want to. Okay. So number one, well, I'll just, well, I'll let you finish and then I'll pick and choose. Yeah. What I so, enjoy from those. Number one stat. I couldn't believe I saw this weekend was that the Eagles have a higher chance to win their division than the Steelers do right now. Uh, Eagles are three, four and one. I know you saw this tweet. Eagles are three, four and one. They have a 76. I want to say it is percent chance to, make the playoffs this year Steelers are 8-0 and have a 70% chance to win the, or to win their division this year <laughs> wow my number two stat is that Taysom Hill is 30 <laughs> <laughs> that's like barely even a stat no not a stat at all but it's a number it's a and it's a bigger number than it's I a thought. number um Alex Smith today and they not paid today. him and they paid yeah, him yeah they paid him a lot Alex Smith was 24 for 32, 325 yards, and a touchdown this week. That's the part I was very surprised to see. 
He also had three interceptions. No, I was not so I was not surprised to see that part of the, <laughs> the stat. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess what I have to take from that is probably the Eagles Steelers one. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it makes sense when you think about it as far as like the Ravens are right on their tail and as far as how the last game went. That's kind of, that's oh well I, I was just saying, I mean, as far as like the AFC North goes, what surprises me the most about it is like obviously you have the Ravens that are right on their tail, which is why that percentage is lower. But and maybe because of the Cowboys game. But also the Browns. Which yeah, that's right. kind of what surprises me too. about that because I feel like it should. I mean, we're only halfway through the season, so I don't know to, why. Which means we have to get on our visor stats pretty soon. <laughs> Probably this coming yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. Week. Oh, After yeah, I think next week. Half. I'm gonna have to find out all because everybody's changing. Everybody's going to the uh, visors now that they know what's up. Um, you hit us I know. With... I know. It met... This is Matt Rule, by the way. Yeah, that's hit us with. He's uh, promoting this. Hit us with your second. Okay, this is uh, <laughs> this one I like a little better. This is Bill Belichick uh, commenting on not protecting guys on the practice squad this week and why they didn't protect them. <clears throat> yeah, because we didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> right, you know. Of course that's you that's did. exactly what you're gonna get out that, because you didn't want to. I mean, that's exactly what you're gonna get out that's of them. Like, nothing uh, more, nothing less. Did another classic uh, Bill Belichick type of line came this weekend. T- sadly, not from Bill Belichick, but Bruce Arians after the game uh, said, "We kept them out there because we wanted to win." Man, you were down by 28 in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, <laughs> that was such a Bill quote. That is a very T- that's Tom very, that's very Belichickian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next three. For the first time in three years, or three seasons, Derrick Henry was held to okay. fewer than 30 rushing yards in the first half. For the first time in three seasons? First time in three seasons that he's gotten over 10 carries. And having less than yes. 30 yards in so the first half. He had less than 30 yards in the first half for the first time in three seasons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That number was I mean, that just showed that just shows the Bears' defense. Really, that's all mm-hmm. that stat. Um, okay, means. number five, Dalvin Cook is on pace for 25 touchdowns this year. What? He has 13 right now. I'm sorry, I should be letting touchdowns you finish. Right 13 <laughs> I rushing be touchdowns right now. And the last one, Andy Reid has surpassed Hall of Fame coach Curly Lambeau for the fifth most time – Fifth most wins by a head coach in NFL history, including the playoffs, with 229 wins. Wow. Yeah. A lot to take in there. Yeah, it's a lot lot of actual stats. The first one wasn't a lot of actual stats. (laughs) (laughs) It was more facts. Yeah. But, wow. I can't believe – so, I mean, that puts Andy Reid into, like, not – obviously not go talk. Pretty soon, once once Pat Mahomes takes him there. Top five, obviously. Yeah, and he's not done yet. Yeah. I know, because he's going to win at least two and a half more ships. <laughs> at least two. <laughs> two and a half. Um, right, yeah, yeah. I put it was a better line. Because he, he only coached the Eagles before, right? Is that is that true? Uh, yeah, Before I think before the Eagles, he just 
was an assistant for the Packers under yeah, Mike Holmgren. That's what I thought. Um, what was the last stat you gave again? The last stat was that one. The four was the – Or the second last. Yeah, the yeah. Dalvin Cook is on pace for now 25 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. He has 13 rushing Jeez. touchdowns. Right I mean, now. I just – I just got it from Delvin Cook this week, so I mean I can understand that stat at least. I don't but, want to talk fantasy football. I will like. Talk what's the most all time for? <laughs> yeah, what's the most all time for an RB just purely rushing? Because it can't be, it can't be much more can't than twenty five. Higher than twenty five. Most rushing. Touchdowns. I mean twenty five rushing touchdowns. Yeah, probably LT. LT at twenty eight. Rushing. Rushing, LT had twenty eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's actually absurd. Dalvin Cook might like be both the best of those running back in the are... league. Don't say not right that. now. Not right now. After in this, take, by what? the way, by the way, this is right after last week. You said Dalvin Cook breaks those seventy yard runs, but they're not exciting. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. He had a yeah. very exciting seventy <laughs> yard run touchdown. I know, I know. That was he bit. Yeah, he bit me in the ass this week because I played him and he went dummy. And I mean, that's kind of what I can expect after I called him not fun, not fun to watch. He's, he's great. Just not like McCaffrey or Kamara level to walk mm-hmm. okay. or Henry. Hit me with your third Belichick quote. This is probably my favorite one because it actually kind of coincides with uh, something I talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was us releasing Muhammad Sanu at one point mm-hmm. when we traded a second round pick for him and then he was trying out for the lions didn't get it i don't believe by the way i haven't no no he i know he's on the practice squad at least i don't know if he got promoted because i i was gonna send you the tweet but oh i, I didn't see that i know he oh, okay, made I the team in some capacity so proud of him okay get ready to listen to an absolute uh What's that? Oh, an absolute carousel of words. Right okay. <laughs> Bill Belichick on Mohamed Sanu's release. One of those things that didn't work out. I have a lot of respect for Mo. It just didn't work out. We tried hard. He tried hard. One of those situations where it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I liked it. It was a three nice... times where it didn't work out. You didn't like it. <laughs> you sarcastically. It was one of my favorite ones so far. It's like my first. It's, you think it's going to be an actual I mean, quote, and because he, you know, he goes on for a little longer, and then he yeah. just circles right back, and it's no the same thing over and over. He <laughs> just repeated the same out. sentence three times. Out. Normally, he at least he, says it in different ways. It was too. it just didn't work out. Yeah, and normally he says it in different ways. He just straight up yeah. said the same thing. Three straight like, he got lazy on that one, actually. Take it out. Take it out of the list. <laughs> um, okay, go with next three. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has zero interceptions in odd-numbered weeks this year. He has one, at least one in every even-numbered week. Whoa. So I don't know what okay. that means. So he likes odd numbers. I mean, he has three legs. He likes playing on odd number weeks. And he likes, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I I know I saw three this weekend, so bear with me on this one. There were three quarterback jumps slash dives this weekend, and that's my stat, that there oh, were yeah. three of them. Uh, Derek Carr had a big that's dive. That's a, Dan- a Danber metric, Yeah, I think. Yeah. We uh, call that. 
Derek Carr had a big dive. Teddy Bridgewater yes. had a big dive. And somebody else had Correct. a big dive, and I wrote it down, but I can't remember their name. So if you if anyone comes across it and rem- comes across this podcast and remembers who it was. Was it? Did Taysom Hill have a dive yes, this that's week? who it was. It was Taysom By Hill. By chance? It was Taysom Hill. And it was when he was lined up as quarterback. So I think. I yeah, think I think he had a weird know. dive this week, which I'm just. By the way, side note, I don't think I've ever disliked a human more than Taysom Hill. Yeah, I agree. But it's Andy's 30. Okay. 30. 30. He's 30, 30 years, years old. old. 30. And they okay. paid him. Okay, my last one is the Ravens won their whoa, first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got my, oh, I got my third. Oh, I forgot. Okay, you have the third. Uh, yeah. The Ravens won their first game since 2018 after being behind at halftime. So the first time since Lamar's been on the team, basically. Which is not wow. a good look for my MVP. He doesn't like okay, being Not known. a great look for your fantasy team. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not as surprised from that one. I think the one that rattled me the most from that was the Teddy Bridgewater stat. It's just so weird. Because I don't even know what to make of that. It wouldn't be too crazy if he like didn't have an interception on one of the even-numbered weeks, but he has at least one every single <laughs> even-numbered week. Right, so uh, that means every even-numbered week, like something's a little off, mm-hmm. and, it, and I don't know what knows, that is. Who knows what it is. My fourth one? Yeah. Okay, this is a <laughs> – I'm doing it in the reporter-to-him uh, format now. On the onside kick – was there something you saw in the Bills' technique, maybe whether they were turning before the ball was kicked, that contributed to the decision to attempt it? <laughs> <clears throat> yes. That, see, that's a classic because he loves one that, that, That's right in his wheelhouse right there. You set if it you up give him, for him. I've decided if you give Bill Belichick a, a question that's longer than two sentences, it's it's a one word answer, maybe less. Dude, if you give, <laughs> maybe less than it might be just him, be annoyed. If you give him a yes or no answer, he's going to say yes or no. Nothing beyond that. He'll never get any exactly. People need exactly. to stop trying. They yeah. need to stop trying. Okay, my next three. <laughs> my next three. So. Between the Seattle, I love you. I still can't believe the Teddy Bridgewater one. By yeah, the way. that's absurd. Between Seattle and Buffalo, in that game, what I don't know what it hit. I think it had like 68, 69 points somewhere yeah. around there. Insane amount. Yeah, ninety-one total rushing yards. Buffalo had thirty-four. They scored 40, 44 points. Sure, I'll go with forty-four. I don't know. Um, neither is a bad rushing offense, and they both have good rushing quarterbacks. Right. And they got 91 total yards between the two of them. Um, next, I think that, that's the part that surprises me the the fact that they both have solid running quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. You'd think they normally each of them is at least going to get 20 on their own, at least. Yeah. And I don't know. So I mean, okay. you got 40 there. We're only talking about 50 from the rest, and honestly, I would say more. Okay. More this, from the quarterback. This stat came up during Falcons-Broncos game this week. The Falcons are 7-2 and two in their final eight games of the season since 20, 2019, and they're 3-13 and in the first eight games of that, of that same span. What? Wait, say that one again. Say so, that one again. So since 2019, which isn't super recent, obviously, or is super recent, obviously. Well, I so mean, it's last, like just last, last season and a half. 
Yeah. Seven and two in their final eight games of the season. Okay. And in the first eight games of the season, they are three and thirteen. So this is basically oh just last God. year plus this year. So, so they're they're, they're back. What, what I learned from that is Vic Fangio is Vic Fangio. He's an adjustment coach. Even though they barely beat the Broncos, yes. Wait, was that that stat was for the Broncos? No, that was a Falcons stat. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that Vic Fangio that is actually not an makes adjustment. a lot more yeah. sense. Yeah, they went. They yeah, they went on a hot streak last year, like at the end of the year, which actually is why they kept Dan Quinn for this season because the locker room like kind of bought into him like halfway through the season, which is so rare, by the way, mm-hmm. for any team for like people to just buy in when when you're losing like they have been early on in the season, to buy in like that is ridiculous. Okay, my last stat. Never happened. My last stat. Okay. Derek Carr has surpassed Daryl LaMonica for the most games in Raiders history with two-plus passing touchdowns. He has 46 of them. Have you ever heard of Daryl LaMonica? Yes. Yes, I have. I had not. (laughs) (laughs) I... Wow, that's a, it surprised me that he was second though, because Ken they had like they had Kenny the Snake Stabler back in the day, mm-hmm. and so that I guess is kind of surprising, even though that era was obviously very different. But I do think that when it's all said and done, people like Raiders fans. I don't know about LA or Oakland or what, but overall Raiders fans will say Derek Carr is probably the best quarterback to play for the. And that's a sad existence because you and you've been saying yeah, Derek Carr is good. You've been saying Derek Carr is, or maybe that's not you. That's Bobby. I know for sure. I don't. No, know I've been all in on okay. Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm all the way off Derek Carr. What? Well, I actually knew that because you want Dak to go there, which literally makes I just the want a fun of everything. I want a fun quarterback. I want a fun Raiders team because I. You want a fun I Raiders want, team. I want. You like want a Lawrence. fun Raiders team. I want like Lawrence. You wanted Julio. Yeah, I wanted like. And two years ago, I wanted AB and Le'Veon to go there, and for them to draft Kyler, I tweeted a graphic of it. Yeah, that would have been. Very I'll find cool, it though. maybe. But that would have been very cool. Yeah, the uniform edits With are. John Gruden. Mm-hmm. The uniform edits are just too cool for the Raiders, that I buy into them every <laughs> single time I see one. So I don't know. Do you follow like a bunch of those Instagram pages where like they constantly have rumors for NFL no. trades because? At least forty percent of them are they're in Raiders uniforms. See, I'm I'm not an Instagram man. I'm a Twitter man. Fair. And okay. So Twitter. I stand by that. Twitter has some jersey edits, but it's it's mostly Buck stuff for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's there's been way too much of that too. I should start like a like burner account on Instagram to just get dumb sports news, basically. Because I feel like I'm missing out. We'll both do that. Yeah. I think that's our homework assignment this week is we both start Instagram burners and follow (laughs) like those weird, there's those weird like trade rumor accounts that are never real. Dude, my Finsta for some reason, Dirty Dan underscore 2.0, if anyone wants to follow it, (laughs) um, (laughs) gets food Instagram. And I don't know why. I never cook. Like what? like, Like food, like recipes and stuff. And I'm just not the market for that. And I continuously get it. Continuously get it. 
and I don't your know FBI why. agent has no clue what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know. All right, go with your five. We got a little sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. We this is one of our lowest content shows of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one really isn't even a great quote. I just thought it was funny. Uh, someone asked, "Do you like?" Someone asked, "Hey, Bill, do you like the name Isaiah?" Because we have four Isaiahs on our team. <laughs> That's and a terrible said, question. <laughs> a horrible question. Absolutely horrible question. And Bill said, yeah, we're collecting them. Parentheses, probable smile underneath the mask. <laughs> That's what the quote said. <laughs> Not confirmed, probable smile underneath the mask. So bad question, got a great answer. Um, why right, are the journalists, exactly. Who's teaching journalists in, in New England right now? <laughs> Who's you know, I don't know. I don't know. Question. I think we need to take over that market too. We've got a whole lot of markets we can take over. Um, I know. Yeah, especially I think the first one we decided was the Scream, uh, whatever city that is in. We need to fix the journalism in that town. Okay, so here's my last three stats. Okay, um, these have been insane. By the way, I'm very impressed with these. Um, number one is that. And this, there's one really weird part of this. The Cowboys have... So the Cowboys' last four passing touchdowns have been thrown by four different players. Ben DiNucci is, not, ben DiNucci is not one of those players. Okay, it's Dak Prescott, Cedric Wilson, Andy Dalton, and Gilbert. Okay, that my is la- absolute insane. My last two are Dolphins. Um... Jason Sanders, yeah, Jason Sanders is now 17 of 17 this year on field goal attempts. Uh, franchise wow, record. Wow, that's wild. Franchise record and entering my favorite kickers because he's winning them ball games realistically at this point. Oh, this reeks of a Dan James. Absolutely reeks of a Dan I James. I wish I could I'm all Jan- Jason Sanders, but I can't. It's impossible. <laughs> okay. Last sure. Dolphin okay. stat. Last yeah. Dolphin stat. Now you're setting that up even harder. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins have scored 21 or over 21 points in seven consecutive games for the first time since 1985. Wow, that's prime Marino time. Yeah, I can't decide if I'm surprised by that or not, but it was the you know I did I did these in order, so. Yeah, I mean that was probably the least shocking of the last three you gave me, but not an indictment on that stat. The other two just literally fucked my mind, <laughs> but uh, I guess it. I mean, it kind of makes sense when you just think about. I mean, just think about the players they've had since then. Yeah, I actually. I will say Dan Marino played until like 2000, so that kind of surprises me that, that he it wasn't at, at least players, like yeah. 96 yeah. or something like that. Okay, so, so our next, wow, our wow, next... those were impressive. I can't believe that Cowboys one. That's absolutely absurd. <laughs> it's so funny, so Cowboys. That's absolute. Cedric Wilson had one, and Danucci didn't. It's sad. <laughs> like, I don't it's even really remember sad. that. I also try to try my best to avoid those games. But... <laughs> Um, okay, so what we're doing next is ranking NFC West quarterbacks. I yeah. made a. I originally, Should we alternate? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. We'll make it a collaborative okay. list. Unless, do you want to start at four? I think we can agree on four. I. Actually, I can't I have do five. that because I, I have, have five names on my I have, list. I have five <laughs> names on my list. Okay, you start with six, then I'll go with five. 
Uh, okay. Um, my six is C.J. Beathard. Okay. But C.J. Beathard, former Iowa quarterback, current third string, well, technically now second string with Jimmy G's injury of the, the San Francisco 49ers. But he is not far away from the Jimmy G Mullins conversation. Okay. IMO. Okay, that's why you wanted it. All right. Five, Jimmy G. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Jimmy G good. is the worst in this division, and it's not even close. I was thinking Horrible. about throwing some backups in the other teams just on here for fun, just because. But they it wasn't even good enough. Like, Blake Bortles. Yeah, I know. Is, just, I wanted was to. On I, the couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> for a little bit, which I thought about. <laughs> which I, I did think about including him just because he was on there recently. But, yeah, Jimmy G, this is a good spot for him. So it's me. Yeah, I feel like, four. feel like it's not hard. Of course, Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. It's Nick Mullins. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G comes out, and not only is the game not that different, but he actually played much, much better in the Seattle game compared to Jimmy G. Green Bay game was a little now, I'm not saying. True. Yeah, the Green Bay game was sketch. Gotcha. He had a lot of pressure. Yeah, you give him a week there was game no, plan. It's a, there was no uh, help for him anywhere on the whole team, so that's tough. Right, exactly. There, I mean, there's been no help really for either of them, but yeah. obviously Jimmy G's had the most playing time, and it's still been mid. And uh, if before the Nick Green Bay Mullins game, played a couple the, snaps and it doesn't look bad. Yeah, before the Green Bay game, I may have put him over who I'm going to put at three right now, Jared Goff. I may have done it. You might have put Mullins? I, I, Mullins was playing well. He was playing well. True, And true. Jared Goff just still, like, I, I've just never been crazy impressed by him. And, you know, I saw that, I saw Nick Mullins play well and I was like, he, yeah, I'll do it. And you know, this week then, when this happened with Green Bay, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to it. Was Jared Goff the number one or number two overall pick? It was Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, I believe. Carson Wentz was one and then him. Okay, I'm pretty sure that just purely him being a number two overall pick and also like a top eight highest paid quarterback in the NFL. That's why I think he deserves to be three on this list for sure. Just the no matter, I don't care. He went to a bowl. (laughs) I don't care how great he looks some weeks and how awful he does the next. Hey, he deserves that spot just for being second overall. Yeah, fine. Okay. You go with this is where we probably, I think we might differ. I can't. What? I I did it. I did it for the discussion. Oh, okay. Okay. But you get, the, the, you get two the anyway. So you get two anyway, so it doesn't uh, matter. I mean, Kyler's two. Okay. Kyler is two. It's confirmed. You can't say anything else about it. He <laughs> still makes a lot of ridiculous mistakes. And I actually think this isn't really talked about, but I feel like the mistakes are almost worse because his rushing is so good. Yeah, because so, you're like, like, dude, you could just. He's getting more opportunities. Mm-hmm to look at downfield at his receivers who are all pretty solid. He Obviously he has made, but even the rest of his receiving core. And so he's getting these extra opportunities and still he makes these horrible decisions sometimes. Yeah. Like he should honestly run it way more than he does, yeah. which is easy for me to say sitting on my couch, but well, regardless. Also, also with that, like don't make the decision and just run 20 yards instead. You don't have to always throw it, you know? Like you have, yeah. I mean, he's don't force it to him. He's a great slider. 
Like he's just Great as ad. good at running as any of those receivers, which you know doesn't really happen. Very often, <laughs> true, so. very true. So number yeah, one, number one, I'm I'm gonna say Russ, even though he's been mid. He's been mid lately. Are you you're out of your mind? Lately, like like the one last two game. weeks. Bills, he was pretty mid. I forget who they played the week before for some reason. He has no defense, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm not like, saying he has And no by defense. no defense, I mean the worst defense of all time. He had three turnovers this week. True, but that could also be like you have to do more. Because, I mean, we saw what the Bills put up, so he's thinking he has to do more. I mean, did you see the as far as pass yards allowed, the Seahawks are the worst ever with, I believe, 355 a game. That's right. And it's their the own fault. And worst ever. It's their own fault. There's plenty of D-backs on the market right yeah, now, it's, and okay. they just refuse yeah, to get them. There's not plenty of D-backs There's plenty on the of market. D-backs. They're actually very valuable. Trade for Stephon They're Gilmore. Trade, you can trade for so many people, right? Or they could have, <laughs> and they decided not to. That's their decision. I wouldn't have made the same choice. So That's fair. I mean, I don't love Clowney, but they he played well for them last year. He's yeah. not playing great this year, but they could have re-signed him and at least had a little more of a pass rush instead of, like, Puna Ford and an angry Carlos Dunlop. So I they could have done that, which is fair, but, I mean, the dude is – he's still my MVP right now. I, I probably I am a, I'm probably going Mahomes just because – He's gonna win the Super Bowl, so and you know it, so you're just like, ah, yeah, he can have the MVP before he does it, <laughs> you know. Twenty five and one, twenty five touchdowns, one interception. MVP. Absurd. <laughs> yeah, MVP. Yeah. Week ten games. Sure. All right. I have three. All right, so this is our week ten looking ahead locks. Look, we didn't even have to look ahead. Think, we didn't even have to think about that one. Look ahead locks. I know. Um, so this is week 10. My first game this week, and this was an easy choice for me because I didn't even need to know the over-under number for Bills Cardinals to know it's going to hit the over. It's at 50 and a half, 55 and a half right now, which is nothing because Josh Allen and Kyler are both going to throw for four touchdowns. Um, also the Cardinals. How many turnovers do you think are going to be in that game? <sighs> That's it's only going to help the over. A decent though. amount. And they're they're going to be on like first. They're always for them. They're never late in the drive when they have the turnovers. Josh Allen and Kyler both are like, "Fuck it, let's go deep right now on the first play of the drive," and that's yeah. when those turnovers happen. So this over is going to go crazy, no matter what it's at. It'll go up to probably sixty four by the by the start by kickoff, and it'll I'll still be wow. that over. Yeah, also, you're probably getting it at a good number. Yeah, also right the Cardinals yeah. are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'd 100% take the Bills, even though... Money line? It, yeah, yeah. Bills, well, one-and-a-half, I'm okay. not risky. I, I'd just take the extra odds at that point, because if the Bills win, they're going to win by well. one, you know? Um, my number two game of this week, pretty similar, but the exact opposite, actually. Ravens and Patriots, their, their over-under is set at 41-and-a-half. I'm hammering that under all day long. So you're under Dan this week. Yeah. Hashtag under Dan. Yeah, or under Dan. Hashtag total Dan, I mean. Total Dan Hashtag total Dan. Um, Ravens are going to beat up on them early. 
and their defense is going to not – like the Patriots aren't going to score a single time this week. Um, oh. Last year la- – dude, last year uh, Bill had no We put idea. up 28 on the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh 31. My, oh, my God. 30. Was that the best defense in football? 30. <laughs> Worst 30. defense in football? Best defense in football. That's all I got to say. Whoa, that's a statement. Is it, though? Because the Ravens, dude, their defense is unbelievable. Yeah, that Marcus, that Marcus Peters pick was absolute BS, but it helped me. So, Dude, I, I supported it. The Ravens make Lamar – their defense makes Lamar a bad fantasy quarterback this year because they just get it at the it's 20. It's too good. Yeah, they get it at the 20, and then the Ravens are just like, let's run the ball in, but not Lamar. Yeah. So it sucks every single week. <laughs> a lot also, of J.K. Dobbins. A lot the, of Gus Edwards. The Ravens are minus seven. I'd also hammer Ravens minus seven. Um, I think I think they're going to just completely dominate them on both sides of the ball. Can't okay, really say much fair. more than that. What are your? You said you had three, right? Let me hit. You, let me hit you with a. Yeah, mean, I, let me hit you with a mean okay. drum roll, quick, kid. Thank you. Go. <laughs> My first bat of the week. The Dolphins are at home against the Los Angeles Chargers this ah. week. Battle of the two rookie quarterbacks that didn't go number one. And the Dolphins at home, after beating the Cardinals on the road, and after beating the Rams at home, but handily, mind you, mm-hmm. are only two and a half favorites against the Chargers. I don't know what that means, but Vegas knows what that means. Vegas knows so what I'm it means. Nailing Chargers plus two and a half. I think nailing it's a trap game for the Why Dolphins. Why is it two and a half? That makes no game. sense whatsoever. I think it's a trap game for the Dolphins. I thought yes. about I thought about making it my trap game of the week, decided not to, but I'm glad you brought it up because this is one hundred percent a trap game for the Dolphins. But They're doesn't that line make zero high. sense whatsoever? Yeah, I don't know. Like the Dolphins have thoroughly outplayed two solid teams the last two weeks with a rookie quarterback starting his first two games ever and not playing exceptionally well. And meanwhile, Herbert's playing his balls off but the and team sucks. they've been losing games, yeah. close games, classic chargers games. And that's why I don't understand this line. So I'm going to hammer chargers because this is one of those. I trust Vegas more than myself games. Herbert's coming to town. That's all. That, that's all I got to say. Because Her- okay. Herbert's going to show he's the best quarterback out of – well, second best quarterback because right now I'll give it to Burrow, but it's close. It's getting very close with Herbert. And you know how I feel about Burrow. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> um, my next one, I actually just realized I'm hashtag hammering the dogs this week. We're running with the dogs. The Houston Texans. Boo. Go to- Go to Cleveland this week, and Cleveland are Cleveland is three point favorites. I, we are not a hundred percent sure if Baker's going to play. Nick Chubb is back from injury. It just the Texans have the worst run defense in football, and Cleveland makes their money. They butter their bread off the run game. Why are they only three point favorites at home? Because the typical, the typical knowledge around gambling is that being at home is worth three points in the NFL. Okay. So essentially what Vegas is saying is that this game is 
even. They're saying this game is even, which makes no sense whatsoever. I take the Browns. So once again, I'm going to trust Vegas over I hate myself, that you're and I'm going to take the Texans. It's not even. And the, that's it's why. not. You're not picking the dogs because you like the dogs. You're picking the dogs because Texas likes the dogs. Art Vegas no, because, likes the dogs. My yeah, God. not well. <laughs> and I hate Texas you for it. Right? Should like the, Texas should like the dogs, I guess. <laughs> but but yeah, I basically I'm fading what I would normally take. That's my biggest thing because I've been down bad on the NFL recently. The only thing keeping me alive is hashtag Maction. And I think that the Browns only being three-point favorites makes no sense, which is why I'm taking them. I'm rolling with the dogs. Uh, and my last one, my very last one, Monday Monday night football, <laughs> NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings go to Chicago. Ooh. Minnesota is minus two and a half going to Chicago. Chicago's looked genuinely awful the last two weeks. The last two they're weeks of the whole season. They're, they're not good. They've never been good. And that's right. Question. And everyone's calling them extremely fraudulent. But I, I'm going to do the same thing I've done in the last couple. I don't know why I don't know why it's only two and a half. The Vikings offense seems like they can put up points, but the Bears defense obviously is elite, elite good. I'm gonna take the Bears at home plus two and a half, probably. I think I would take and I absolutely and I hate that. But I'm gonna take it. Oh wait, you said Bears. No, I'm taking Vikings all the way. My bad. And now I like it more. (laughs) And now I like it more because you're yeah. I guess the only the only thing going is that the Bears do have a solid run defense, and they have a solid everything defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Vikings can only run the ball. That's so, incorrect. No, it's not. Dude. That's, That's the only way they're getting anything done right now. No, don't sleep. Listen, I have feeling on my fantasy team. He's been down bad the last couple of weeks because they've been spreading out, but they they can score. The Vikings can put a point. It's about. Anymore. What they can do on the other side of the ball. Secondary (laughs) primarily. Yeah, their secondary is pretty horrible. I mean, I don't, I actually don't think they have anyone over 25 in their secondary. I think that's a stat I saw. So they're very young and inexperienced, but I don't, and Allen Robinson, I don't know what his yards total is going to be. That's maybe a prop I'd sprinkle onto this is any Allen Robinson stat take the over, but go Bears. Roll with the Bears at home. I feel like they're always way better at home, especially on prime time. I think all that just added up to tell me that I'm 100% certain on this Vikings bet. But And that's why I love the Bears. You, it, A common trend among this has been me hating all of these picks, mm-hmm. which is why I love them. The worst way to look at things, people. <laughs> oh, when you're down bad, when you're down bad, I beg to differ. Okay, are we ready for some NBA stuff? Yeah, I'm okay. all in. I don't think we have a ton. Um, I have five things. I know Park has at least one thing. Um, of I, just yeah, bits I have of, two. Just, just bits of NBA news and stuff that we can yeah. talk about. Um, first two things I have are both Bucks, so I'll give them to you back to back. Okay. The first thing is that the Bucks are allegedly interested in Aaron Gordon. Who we've been slandering for a while what? on this podcast. Who, yeah, he doesn't fit anywhere in the league. I've said that I 
it's it's sad how much time I have to dedicate to Aaron Gordon on this podcast the last three weeks and just talk Way about too how much. not good he is. So let me go. I'll, I'll go two really quick, and I think we might we've have, dedicated a good twenty five minutes just to Aaron Gordon talk on this yeah. podcast the last two weeks, and that is a problem. In yeah, itself. it's it's not good. Um, next one is that, and we might have talked about this last week. I'm not sure. Um, Bucks are apparently willing to absorb Harrison Barnes' contract to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, which I don't hate that one because I don't know like, because Harrison Barnes, he's an enigma to me because I don't I don't <laughs> Explain, hate his, I don't hate his game. He's a big body, can play some defense. He moves around decently well. He's an athlete and he can shoot okay. So as a reserve that we're paying to get a new point guard slash shooting guard. I like it, and I really want Bogdan. A crafty, a crafty guard. Yeah, and hey, what's what's the worst thing in the world about getting a vet who has championship experience, who is good on those teams? Like maybe he can just do enough for us. If he can be marked, that's, I mean, that's all he has to do. Yeah, he doesn't have to do anything enough? as long as we get enough from Bogdan to make up for it. And I think that would work. I actually. I actually remember uh, there was a time where Buck, the Bucks community online was talking about just picking up, just straight up picking up Goran, seeing if we can pick up Goran. I would love that. Because it's one of those, if you can't beat him, have him join us yeah. things, which is what the NBA kind of is right now. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that. But I think by getting Bogdan, that's our, if you can't beat us, like that's our Goran equivalent. Yeah, I agree. Is getting Boba and Harrison, a crafty European and who Harrison pretty much Barnes can score from the, anywhere on the court. Harrison Barnes is the rotting cherry on top. Yes, and he will. I don't think I don't know about the Wesley Matthews contract off the top of my head, but I feel like he would be a good filler for that department. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number three. And this is, you're going to laugh at this. The Pistons have reportedly promised to draft Patrick Williams at number seven. What? Patrick Williams. What? Imagine making a promise in a draft that nobody knows who's going to go where. Oh, my God. That's such a, like, and they're going to get a small power. Is that a smoke screen, though? You can't promise and make it a smokescreen, right? You just have to uh, hope he gets picked ahead. Dude, they're the highest team I've seen picking him, and I don't know much about Patrick Williams, by the way. He's a, He was a backup power forward for the uh, for Florida State this past year. He was like their sixth man. He's a 6'8", only shoots 32% from three, uh, averaged nine points last year. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like yeah, you I, promising your seventh scary. overall pick to Patrick Williams. I will say normally I support organizations being sold on a guy outside of Bears and Trubisky. Could it be a guy I heard but, of before today? <laughs> what'd you say? Could it be a guy I heard of before today? At least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> that, I mean, that's at, you know what I think the best route was to go is say, I promise we'll take like a guy, there's no chance they get. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Obi Toppin. Yeah. It, I promise we'll take Obi Toppin if he falls to us. Mm-hmm. And then just take Patrick Williams, but don't announce that. Yeah. 
because Patrick Williams you know is just setting yourself up for failure. Like, like you have no nothing to gain by telling the world that you promised Patrick Williams you're going to draft him at seven. What That's the hope, biggest. What thing are you hoping is... somebody takes him ahead of you with? Like nobody's going to take Patrick Williams right. at six. He's nine to twelve. That's what I've been seeing. That's a good. That's actually a good point because it doesn't make sense to have a smoke screen if you're it's the smoke, like a, if you're the one falling way, for the smoke screen. <laughs> you're, you're, they're falling for their own smoke screen. I've never seen this. Yeah. Um, okay. My number four is Chris Paul to the Suns is allegedly a rumor. Well, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah that's that, it, but that's been hot today. Um, and I saw. <laughs> I I can't think of. Oh. It was Thanos throwing Gamora over the Well of Souls, or the Soul right. Stone, and they were saying Warriors fanboys, or Suns fanboys, throwing Kelly Oubre off the bus to get Chris Paul, because apparently he did, <laughs> get traded to the Warriors in a three-team deal. Wow. Interesting. So, uh, I actually love that fit for him. Do you think that pushes pushes them into like a seven six seed six seven yeah because i did say one of my hottest takes on the last podcast we did was that the suns won't make the playoffs i think that the west has improved too much around them and will improve too much around them for them to sneak in regardless it obviously looked great this year they went undefeated in the bubble still didn't get in because of certain obviously they had to win a certain amount and portland had to lose a certain amount and a lot of people thought they deserved to be in and i think that kind of is what the nba is built off of where like you think a team is gonna explode on their potential and i just don't think they will yeah and it's mainly because they're the valley jerseys (laughs) yeah those do stink you know you know what i saw This isn't one of my news segments, but I'm going to make it a news segment. Um, The NBA is bringing back earned jerseys this year. If you remember what those are. For the playoff teams, they get an extra jersey. So I think that'll be really fun. I like more jerseys as long as they look a little better than what they've looked like so far. Um, They normally announce those like halfway through the season. Yeah, I think they – and they only wear them like – Two or like three or four times, I remember. The Bucks had those white yeah. ones, those white Christmas tree looking ones. They were I liked those a lot though. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. I also have one more NFL news at the, that I'll throw in at the end of this, just because. We'll sprinkle it in. Okay. At five, five and a half now because I added in that fifth one. Um, okay. The Warriors and Lakers are allegedly going to be the main event of Christmas night in the NBA, which I like. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't write down any. I'm just thinking of them on the spot. But my first one that I want yeah. is Dallas versus Houston. I think that would be okay. great. Great uh, little interstate matchup there. Um, I want the Bucks to face the Bulls. This is a weird one. Because and my my logic behind this, for us. yeah, my logic behind this is that the Bucks seem to have been playing the Knicks the past couple of years on Christmas, and I love mm-hmm. us playing a big market that we can beat on Christmas Day, but it just can't be the Knicks anymore. I know that they're in New York. I don't care. Get yeah. them off the television. And my last one, okay, my last one, I will do the Nets 
versus the Thunder. So I want to see okay. KD. They'll, they'll be in Brooklyn, of course, because the Thunder haven't earned a home Christmas game. Um, but that Thunder team is so exciting and young, and they deserve a chance to be up on that. And plus, who knows what they'll look like. They might have – I've seen LaMelo thrown around, so, like, it would be It could fun. be very different. Yeah, it would be really fun to see them on national TV facing up against the team we haven't really even seen yet in the Brooklyn Nets, who we don't know who, what they'll necessarily look like outside of their top two or three guys. So, yeah. I like that one. I like that one because you're it's basically a team that has already shown out of its expectations mm-hmm. versus a team that has huge expectations and we haven't seen anything. Yes. I feel like that's a pretty good dynamic for a Christmas Day game. Uh, so I have three. I have three also. I think you had no. You, yeah, I, I I hit three. I think you had three as well. Uh, my first one was also Mavs Rockets. Uh, not necessarily because of the interstate situation, but the the last game they played, the over hit in the thir- like less than halfway through the third quarter. Oh yeah, yeah which I, I maybe had or didn't have. I don't know. Leave that to your imagination. But I think that would just be a very entertaining game, and it would make it so there's a guarantee that we see a hu- a high scoring game. Because yeah, that's not a lock. We need on, at least one. Yeah. Right. That's not a lock on Christmas Day. You, you never know with a lot of the Eastern Conference matchups. Uh, my next one is Nets Clippers. Kind of similar that's to fun. what you said about uh, Nets Thunder, but a little more of a ramped up version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a team like the Clippers that obviously did not really fulfill their expectations on the season. And they're probably going to make a couple moves before the end of free agency and the draft, of course. And then we have the we have the Nets who are probably going to deal Dinwiddie before that game. So they're also going to be slightly different. But again, another team we want to see. And we're I mean we're talking about four of the best players in the NBA: Kyrie, mm-hmm. PG, KD, and uh, Kawhi. Three of which I would say we really don't know what we're going to see. You never know what you're going to see out of Paul George. Yeah, and who knows what's happening this year with Kyrie and uh, KD. Because you just – I mean, Kyrie's going to do some cool stuff. That's a given. KD, both, they both KD, are going to. KD, I don't know what to expect, though. I really don't. Yeah, I've heard from uh, people who have seen, like, his workouts and played with him recently that, like, they're wildly impressed with – how he's come off this Achilles injury and like he looks just as good as he did, but I'm going to wait till I see it on an NBA court before I make any decisions. Yeah. Uh, My last one, this is, I thought because my first two were kind of established teams that were all playing each other, established Mm -hmm. teams that we knew were going to be good. So I wanted to go with kind of an up and coming one. And I went with Kings Pelicans. Okay. That's fun. A nice Uh, Alvin Gentry, uh, Comeback game? back to Right, yeah. Assuming he, he'll be in the Kings organization at some point, and he might be. I'm not even sure. I know he got interviewed. Yeah. That's all I know. But <laughs> Luke Walton's going to be out the door in no time, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. And I just kind of feel like we're looking at the healthiest version of Zion in the NBA that we've seen, of mm-hmm. course. I like Jackson Hayes. I loved his game last year. He's going to be like 20 this season. Yeah. So, I mean – 
he just has so much room to improve, and I think that'll show out. Plus, De'Aaron Fox just got paid, which is always interesting to see how great players respond to getting paid. I mean, do they show out? Does their value drop off? I think and he'll be a guy that shows obviously out. Obviously, a lot. Of, I think he'll be. I think De'Aaron Fox will be a guy that shows out. Yeah, I mean that's what I would initially think. Also, Lonzo Ball is a part of this aspect. Side note, another. Ooh, so he won't show out in that game. <laughs> Lonzo will not. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox yeah, it's will one not those, give up. It's one of those, like, they go back to college type things. So I always like seeing a matchup like that where the rivalry stems so deep even though they're so young. Yeah. And then we have the Marvin Bagley predicament. Yeah, who knows? There's a lot of talk on do they deal Marvin Bagley? Is he showing out? I mean, it's kind the of toughest sad. part. It's kind of sad because about... I don't know who's better between Marvin Bagley and Rashawn Holmes. I don't know who's yeah. better. And that's just. Well, not... I mean, that's a little strong maybe <laughs> i mean i think i think we know Mar- what marvin bagley's potential is i think rashawn holmes is like four years older or something yeah, i know but but there is a serious question i think uh he was taken the pick before luca the pick before luca went mm-hmm. and also trey young went shortly after so he's been under a little more of a microscope than a normal pick would be in that case and because he's still young I, I honestly don't think I think Marvin Bagley's avoided the microscope of Luca because Trey Young's also there. Like everyone, because they got traded for each other. That's fair. Everyone's been saying it's Luca versus Trey Young. Nobody's even thinking about Marvin Bagley. I forget about that's him all extremely the time. fair. Yeah, that's extremely fair. So I just think that would be an interesting matchup. That Fox uh, Ball matchup is really what I'm looking at. See, I would like you brought up the Clippers, so I just want to throw in a matchup for them. I guess uh, I yeah. would like them versus the Heat. I think that would be a really fun Christmas Day matchup. Just a really, oh, yeah. a really gritty Christmas Day. That yeah, one. I I tried to include the Heat in mine, but I just didn't have a matchup that intrigued me as much as these three. Okay, are you ready for our movie review this week? Uh, actually, I have two quick. Uh, NBA questions for you, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. I knew this. They're both questions. Neither of them are really takes. And I don't even necessarily have a definitive answer for either of them. My first one is, who is the most underrated trade asset in the NBA right now? That's a pretty heavy one. It's a pretty heavy one. It might uh, be. I, I'm going to say this as a fan. Yeah. This isn't necessarily true. Okay. Eric Bledsoe, because he's still all defense two years ago, and he true. Is, and Very nobody true. seems to want him. And I know the Bucks probably do want to get rid of him, but I still think he has plenty to offer, and people are sleeping on how good of a player he is. And he's definitely yeah, a tradable I, asset right now. I think that other GMs are probably going to be hesitant on taking him because of, obviously – what has shown in the playoffs so far, mm-hmm. but genuinely any team that gets him is going to be happy with what he produces for 90% of the season. I also feel like there's a few guys. I don't, I'm not going to name names. All of them. You're the not Knicks, going to name names. And I'm very Knicks, specific on the Knicks, just all of them. All of them are solid them. players and they're all playing for a terrible organization. I think Mitchell all, Robinson like, was yeah. one of mine. Well, Mitchell Robinson, I don't, I don't underrate Mitchell Robinson, so I don't, I'm not throwing him in. But his trade value, I think, so is underrated. I think that's true. If he goes to a team, we're talking like 
a Hassan Whiteside level guy, but yeah. younger and maybe with a higher ceiling. I think he and definitely think, has a higher ceiling. He's a stud. Yeah, I think the one thing the Knicks are doing that's actually solid is I haven't heard any trade rumors about him, which is pretty rare. Well, they're the they're trying to get uh, Chris Paul, so they might just do that. Um, and Russ. I know they're interested in Russ, which – could yeah, you imagine, I did see. <laughs> could you imagine oh, okay. us laughing? I, I'd hop back on the Kyrie train immediately. By the way, if Russ was traded, you're to not on it. I, I I'm on Russ over Kyrie only in the context of small ball. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the Russ versus Kyrie versus Dame conversation has been extraordinarily heated in our friend group over the last like it. five Dame years. It. Dame took it easily, and now it's. I feel like it's kind of whittled down to Kyrie versus Russ just because Dame yeah. is clearly the top choice right now. But Yeah, I'd agree. And obviously, like, Steph is better. Steph has raised himself above them as well. Yeah, and but, me and Parker were very strong together for a while on Kyrie, but yeah. I made the switch last year to Russ just because of the small ball and Troy Troy's continuous efforts to bring us to the dark side. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Naturally, from Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh my second, or oh, sorry, let me give uh, my most valuable asset, my most underrated yeah. valuable asset. Yeah. I think, and it pains me to say this, but I think it's Tyler Hero, actually. That's fun. I like that. Cause... I think genuinely the way this league is going, getting a guy like him, I mean, he He's took over asset. some playoff yeah. games as balls. a rookie and – Against against us, against awesome competition, and he was constantly being defended by all defense caliber people. I mean, we're talking uh, Eric Bledsoe was on him a lot, and Wesley Matthews, who had an awesome defensive year, was on him a lot for us. In the finals, Rondo, like... <laughs> right, and in the conference finals, Marcus Smart was on him a lot. Yeah. There, there's just... He proved himself 10 times over, and I think that that is kind of, even though he's been in the spotlight, that's even going underrated in NBA front offices. I agree. Plus, Especially because, I mean, his contract's awesome. Right? Yeah, he's, he's a obviously rookie. a rookie. Um, what's your second question? My second question, which NBA team is in the worst position in basketball right now? Um, hit me with yours the while I work. think about it. Hit me with yours while I think really quick. Okay, so mine, I guess mine is easy, but it's the Hornets. It has been for a couple of years. I agree. I think they're stuck in this whirlpool of mediocrity that they just can't seem to fight. And I don't know if it's necessarily, I mean, I, I love Michael Jordan owning a basketball team, but I don't know if I think it's that his is fault. directly I think it's what's his causing fault. it. I think it's his fault. Okay, you're 100% blaming him. Good yeah. to know. Well, it's just been uh, so long. Like, it's been a while since he's owned that team. You can't figure out anything, bro. Come on. That's true. I think, I think honestly, he is so competitive that his pride hurts the Hornets because he can't accept a full-on tank. Yeah. Like ever, like with the Kemba stuff, they were always like nine or ten seeds, 
And now the, all of a sudden they've actually become decent at drafting. So they have like Miles Bridges and PJ Washington and Malik Monk, guys I love. And that's just like, that's the opposite of what they've done over the past couple of years. They're actually building a core and now they're back in mediocrity. I've got my team. Okay. It's the, it's the Detroit Pistons. They have nothing an going for them. Answer. An excellent and, answer. And they just promised Patrick Williams that they draft him at yeah. number seven. <laughs> what we actually, yeah, what we just discussed is actually a pretty good indicator. Although I really do like the one guy on their roster I love, and I think you know who it is. It's Sakua Dumbaya. If that's how, oh, he's I, awesome. Yeah, he's unbelievable, and I just I remember seeing videos calling him the French Zion Williamson. And I we was both a fan were of, very hyped I was about a, it. A big fan of those videos. So this is a pro Seco Dimbuya podcast. Yeah, thank you for correcting that. me. I didn't know how to say it. Yeah, I mean, he when he was coming out, a lot of his film was at least comparable to Giannis's. Yeah, coming he's out. got that Giannis film where it's kind of grainy and he just looks really good because he's dunking yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's recorded <laughs> off an off of an iPhone four, but at least you know the competition he's going against is similar to what Giannis was, and he looks similar doing it. Mm -hmm. And he showed out a couple times for the Pistons last year. I mean, he can still grow. He's like 20 goddamn years old. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for that. I support support them being a mediocrity, but at the same time, I support that single bright spot they have. And, of course, the Knicks are on this list, but... That, that doesn't need yeah, to be said. Yeah, that was too easy. That, that yeah, was a it just doesn't need slow pitch. doesn't need to be said. Um, are you ready for a movie review? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. This week, we are hitting you with John Wick 2. And now you're going to question us. You're going to say, hey, did you guys watch John Wick 1? Did you, why, didn't you, why didn't you review John Wick 1 before you reviewed John Wick 2? We never That's watched all. John Wick 1, um, no. which may be a reason for why I'm about to just not really be a big fan of John Wick 2. Um, oh, you're such a hater. It was a fun, a it was a fun movie, but... You know, I missed some references for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nice part was I was sitting, I watched the movie with uh, our good friend Keegan Mordius, and he kind of filled me in on the information as the movie was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of get a clearer picture of what was happening. Well, I'm glad that was the case for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're proud, okay. <laughs> so you were not in the same Um I'm going to let you go first. So start with your score and go. I also don't have like okay. a ton of takes because it's really all just one thing the whole movie, so yeah, go. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Uh, John Wick two takes. I don't have a ton of them compared to most weeks because, like you said, I mean it's pretty black and white. It's an action movie, mm-hmm. a lot of killing in it, a lot of blood, uh, not much depth on the plot. Uh, number one, my number one take has actually a little background on it, so. John Wick, he goes into the Rome Continental. Yes. They're the high tables base in Rome, the hotel. 
and he is getting a new suit and he's getting weapons and all of them are kind of covered up to be very casual uh, situations. So what I mean by that is when he goes and gets weapons, he says, is the, Som- is the sommelier in-house? And the manager at the front desk is like, I've never known him not to be. Yeah. So a sommelier, for those who don't know out there, is someone who likes to test wines and various other spirits. And for some reason, I found this out during the movie, sommeliers wear a big-ass necklace. <laughs> like a, long, a very long chain on this necklace. For those of you who don't know, it's a very long chain with, I mean, I would say probably a five-inch diameter circle at the end of it that has obviously a cool design i mean it's a cool overall chain yeah but when i found out every sommelier wears this that really got me thinking that basically one day one sommelier was like i'm just gonna wear this big chain and we're gonna and hope that, everybody else decides they yeah do it we're so. just gonna tell everyone else that this is the thing now Cause that's all it could have been really. Cause there's no real reason for it. I looked into it. I didn't see a real reason for why sommeliers wear that, uh, neck piece. And have I said sommelier a lot in this? Yes. It's because I it's learned the proper word. pronunciation and I'm showing it off. I like it. Um, okay. Wait, you never hit us with a score. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, a 7.3. 7.3. Okay, I'm glad you gave a 7.3. I'll give mine right right away since you just did. Can I go back to my takes then after? Yes, 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 yes. Sorry okay. for interrupting. 6.8. My first six. Whoa. Yeah, this has been, I mean, this is kind of low for us. I am very harsh on action movies. I very mean, action harsh movies on are, There's too many of them. It's tough to be a good action movie, to be honest. Yeah, I need a, I need a lot to go into a good action movie. And this was, look, it had my enjoyment the whole time but it was i mean i'll get into it a little bit with my takes but i don't know it i i will say while you would like john wick to be my candidate for king of the podcast it's going to be common as oh god i'm pissed you i'm pissed you brought that up I'm livid you brought that up. Because Common is unbelievable. But keep going. Go with your take. Hold on. We'll get into that at the end. We'll get into that at the end. All right. Uh, Number two. He has a new pet dog in this movie, Mm -hmm. which is uh, you have to know the history of episode one of the series to kind of understand that. But his new dog dog was killed because his wife was also killed. Can only assume the dog was part of that whole situation. Yeah. moderately, but I, I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. uh, he does not name this dog. Yeah, yeah, had. I knew that. And can I just say I'm kind of on that. I'm kind of on that not naming a pet. I, I, I'm more on when someone asks you what's the name of the dog, and you say right. doesn't <laughs> have one. <laughs> like, I'm more on... Oh, yeah. So, I like... The pets with no names because like I like that interaction. If you know like I think that was caught on the last we kinda got cut out by our audio and I'm pretty sure it got caught. But yeah. I like being able to say the dog doesn't have a name more than I like 
not having a dog for the name because you know that could get troublesome not having a name for the dog because yeah just in day-to-day life that would be difficult like especially when he's really your only close contact because your wife's other dog is dead and you don't have many friends because you're john wick you know you'd think you'd name your dog i don't know just doesn't make a ton of sense to me I just think what it comes down to is on a very real level, it's just an animal in your house. Like it's a tamed wild animal in your house and having a name on it isn't as necessary as one would believe. Another take on that is like what you said with how you, you almost enjoy people asking the question more than the dog, not having a name itself Mm -hmm. or any pet. One thing I thoroughly enjoyed is that every time someone asked if the dog had a name, they they said it like they said it in that way where it was like, "Oh, does it have a name?" which is maybe the most casual way to mm-hmm. ask if your pet has a name because you know you're going to get an answer that's a name. At 10 times out of 10, you're going to get a name. Yeah, but I've it's never, just I've like never obviously they have a name. Yeah. I like so that take. Just I I like that perspective as far as what you're coming from with the question uh number three he was excellent with weapons yeah which i really did enjoy about this movie every time he had a weapon on him it looked a lot better than most action movies. i here's the thing i think he could have saved a whole lot of bullets for himself so yeah he's (laughs) <laughs> he shoots people in the gut twice before shooting in them in the head so many times, and I'm just he like, buddy, I shooting people in the knee. Yeah, I'm like, buddy, you could have just. And then the head. He also is a big fan of, while he's fighting people, doing the put him on your shoulders and throw him over really quick. He does that like yeah. six times in this movie, and I was, I was just <laughs> like, dude, so you could finish this so much faster. You have a lot more people on your tail. You, you get him over with. I don't know. Kept shooting him in the gut before shooting him in the head. I'm like, dude, you had seven bullets at the end. Why are you wasting them all on one person? <laughs> like, if you're going to shoot him in the gut, just do that. Yeah. And let it they're gonna stay. Be, they're not going to die. Yeah. And I know a lot of them had, uh, they had bulletproof vests on, but so maybe he, like, didn't want to take a chance. Yeah. But then just go for the head. I yeah, mean, we saw how it clearly was. Can, yeah, like, you can clearly hit him in the head every single time you want I was also very appreciative of his knife game. The knife game in no, general, sure. the knife game in general in this movie was pretty solid. Um, yes, and I appreciate a, lot, a good knife game in a movie. There was a lot of moments where, like, you knew, like, you know, you know, the moments where they're pushing against each other and one knife's gonna get in. You know, which is gonna get. Yeah, they're yeah struggling with each other. Both mm-hmm. people are holding a knife, mm-hmm. but also holding the other person's knife. Yeah, at that least, happens. At least ten of those for every action. Movie. Yeah, at least ten in this movie, though. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It reached double digits, which is uh, record record stuff. Okay, go. But yeah. Uh, my next one is he probably got shot more than any hero of a movie. Yeah. I've ever seen in my life. There were plenty and that he more just than played off. Yeah, plenty he just played off too, and just there was only one that he really had medical treatment for, you know, the yeah. one down to the bottom of the side. But he definitely got shot like three or four more times than that, and just shrugged. Oh, it he got shot at least seven times, yeah. and he had like a quote-unquote Kevlar suit on, a Kevlar suit, not a vest, 
the suit itself was allegedly bulletproof and some of them were still going through. So that just means that about four of the bullets that of the eight that like hit him mm-hmm. went through him. And that's underrated in itself. That's a fun one. My next one. This is a gripe. This okay. is a serious gripe okay. with this movie. Also, after you do this one, I'm throwing one in. Okay. At one point, all of the assassins under the high table, which is the criminal organization that, well, I guess maybe yeah. criminal is maybe the correct word, the assassin organization that he works under. Yeah. They all get a text that John Wick is that large. You need to kill him. It's an open contract. Everyone go for him. So he's just taking out the best assassins in the world left and right. Yeah. I love that part. At one point, a large Asian sumo wrestler type assassin he was comes at him. He was awesome. Absolutely. Like, he actually handled Wick the best. I yeah, think. I agree. John Wick, during the fight, climbs on his back, takes a gun, and shoots him in the top of the head, and he drops. He drops onto the ground, and you're like, okay, that's over. John Wick's walking away. Yeah, and he goes, And uh... this man <laughs> gets up. He gets up, and John Wick shoots him immediately after. And you're, I'm just like, how does, you got shot in the brain, in the brain stem. That was one of and my And you favorite, got up. That was one of my favorite fight scenes in the whole movie, it's just because he was fighting those four people all at, like, like, different times. You didn't know quite which order right, he yeah. went in. Uh, it was the fat dude. I don't even remember the other ones. Uh, Honestly, the fat the dude girl, was just the only one it I was cared about. The fat dude, and then the girl that was she was playing violin in yeah. like a walk. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. And all of a sudden, she pulls like a gun out of the violin uh-huh. and starts going at him. And then there was just two other guys that got hooked immediately, but they were also like just kind of chasing him on the low okay. among My the, one? literally every assassin in the world. My take so I'm going in here. Um. So I was a really big fan of, I don't remember her name. I think it was Violet, correct? Oh, Ares. My bad. My bad. Ares. Yes, yes. I was a big fan of her using sign language and, like, not being able to communicate. Great representation. We like that in movies. But, of course. But oh, throughout boy. the whole movie. You're going you're gonna to turn the mute community against us? No, no, no. This is, this is, a, this is a whole lot of things. It was a common theme. Okay. It was a common theme I did not like in the movie. Um, okay. The subtitles they tried to do a lot. They tried like they had those like yeah. big you know yeah. swooping subtitles, and I'm just like, bro, just give me a regular subtitle so I can <laughs> read it without having to think about it. Um, I this is because it looked way more important than it was. When yes. It came on this. Yes, and this is this is why I was really upset about it because. Really, the whole movie was pretty minimalistic. Uh, like, the sound was all just, like, them fighting. They didn't have too much background music. I really liked that part right. of it. Um, really, just the whole thing was pretty, like, in the moment, you know? And then they would just throw yeah. in these big subtitles with, like, red and blue color. And I was just like, I don't need this. What are we doing here? Yeah, I liked it true. every once in a while with the mute girl. But, like, with other languages especially, I don't need that much. That's my true. only, t- that's my true. only take. No, I I agree with that for the most part. Uh, I did kind of. I mean, I like any movie at least trying new shit, so uh-huh. that I kind of supported. But yeah, it was it was unnecessary. Um, 
I only have one left, I think, that's not common related. (laughs) And (laughs) it is that uh, I love the rules of the high table. So the high table, obviously the mercenary organization he works for, uh, the rule that you can't bring your fight or your target or anything onto, uh, they, they actually base their base out of uh, a hotel all mm-hmm. the time. Which is and bold. For those who haven't seen. Feels bold. And, right, yeah. Which I, I like that as a cover. That's an excellent cover. And it, make, it made for every meeting scene very cool with upper management, <laughs> with every HR meeting that yeah. John Wick had to, has to go to. But uh, I, I actually appreciated the rule, like no killing or fighting on the property. And I appreciated tenfold when John Wick breaks that rule. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he just walks in and does it. What's the... Yeah, like... Excommunicado? Is excommunicado? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Big, big excommunicado, man. <laughs> yeah. It, it stems from being excommunicated from things, which mm-hmm. is basically... I think it's just being kicked out of very serious organizations. Yeah, I that, believe and that's banned, the, essentially. I believe that's the word. Um, now let's get to Common. <laughs> what we've all been waiting for, really. Common was a badass in this movie. And a I, bad I motherfucker. Right when I saw him, I, I, for some reason, I didn't identify it as Common. I don't know why. It took me a second. I know. it. I At first, I said it was Common, and then I was like, no, Common's not this cool. Common's not this good at acting. And then I was like, wait, that, is, that can't be anyone else. Yeah, I it know. is Common. I, who knew? Who knew Common was this good at acting? I was Like, I was, he was by far the coolest person in the movie. Yeah, um, when he said, this round's on me, consider it a professional courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love, I love when him and John Wick see each other for the first time, and... Uh, they just say to each other, are you working tonight? Yeah. And yeah. John's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, did you take care of business? Yeah. He's like, he's like, <laughs> and they just know immediately it's on site. <laughs> yeah. And they were both in the all black suits. I love the all black suits. They look so clean. The suit game was strong. So nice. Movie. Very strong. Everyone, everyone killed their suits. I don't care if it was just a random guest at like the gala they were having in Rome or John Wick himself, they all killed the suit game. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else on John Wick? Uh, no, just to my, oh, yeah. we, we just have a serious MVP discussion to have. That's serious. I, yeah, I, I agree. It's a serious discussion. Um, but here's, I'll go first. Go first. But please. I've got Wesley in okay. six. Yeah, okay. I think he's got something about the sword versus, you know, I know the gunfighting is there, and that's a big help. But I think yeah. Wesley takes it. Um, He's got the brains. He's He's got everything. He's got the I speed. He's got the power. Um, And we see Common, it all in yeah, the movie. Yeah, we see Common, everything he's got. Common may have had a chance if he was in a better movie or if I had seen the first one. That could have been big. <laughs> Cause, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But it was tough for me to get, I couldn't, on a, in a good, with good conscience, give it to Common knowing I gave the movie a 6.8. I mean, what it comes down to is 
you have to win. Yeah. You have to at least win. Yeah. Or, or be so honorable in losing that, you know, that you're, you're like, right. damn. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. And we haven't really gotten that yet. We usually take the winners. We like winners. Of it. We're, we like winners. Sue us. We like winners. Who doesn't? Yeah. So I'm, I am actually going to go the exact same thing, not to be boring or anything, but I think comment that actually by us saying that it went yeah. six, I think means more about common than it does. I West. think we're giving common plenty of credit here by giving him six. Wesley, Wesley's one of the best TV or movie characters I've ever seen. And common was I mean, too, but he just, the movie didn't do it for me too well. I mean, he absolutely killed that role uh-huh. as like a two. A number uh-huh. two and a great assassin, yeah. and basically the only assassin that gives John Wick any heat during the movie. Yeah, what it comes down like the only one-on-one situation where John Wick is actually like kind of worried, and even their fight kind of came down to like some BS because it happened in a train with a bunch of people. Yeah, so they kind of had to wait it out. Like mano y mano, that was a very close fight. So. I'm not going to take that loss too aggressively against him. But what it comes down to is it's a loss and he was only in the movie for like a half hour. Yeah. Whereas Wesley is showing you over and over and over again, how good he is at everything, literally everything. Yeah. I I think we nailed it on the head. Um, Yeah. Okay. I I didn't throw this in the show sheet because I forgot to, but Let's give a very brief update on our Bachelorette picks slash the oh, yeah. show in general. Um, for anyone that doesn't watch The Bachelorette, you're very lucky this season because it stinks. <laughs> um, Claire and Dale have left the show. They've gone to get married, and allegedly they're happy. They are not happy. Um, they may be I forget, now. I forget what the new girl's name is. I forget what the new girl's name is. Taisha. Taisha. That's what I thought. Okay. She's from a previous season. Yes, and she got out on night one, right? Or night two? No. No? no. That's what she, she said. Made it. That's what she said today. She said, I got out on night one. Something like that. Um, Maybe she was in another one, and we didn't know. Probably not. I probably she might have been on Bachelor in Paradise. I could have been totally wrong. And that could have been it. But I know she made it a decent distance on her particular season where she was just one of the girls. Anyways, she's definitely seeming like a better... Uh, bachelorette than claire way better much better way she's better. giving everyone the the time of day um i will say i'd love her to give blake m a little more time of day because i've what hey, oh okay. i have blake m in our fantasy pool and he's just since claire left he seems like he's down in the dumps not True. trying his which best, i hate. and he's not on camera anymore and i need him on camera if he's gonna survive well, I will say, I think he's on camera a decent amount, but I'm never liking what he's saying. I'm very off Blake M. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's on you. Who's your pick right now? Because um, I don't even know. So let me just preface everyone who maybe hasn't kept track of our bachelorette pool that we're in. Uh, Danny took Robbie. Robbie was a shit pick. pick. They showed him... I want to say he had 25 seconds of screen time would be my guess. Maximum. In, Maybe in the background in a, for a couple other seconds. but <laughs> In a two-hour show, he had about 30 seconds of screen 30 time. 30 seconds max. I had Zach J, who actually made it till the bitter end of Claire and then had 
maybe the single worst solo date ever where oh. she <laughs> yeah, leans in for she leans in for a kiss and he, i guess he didn't lean in far enough no i don't and think he did anything so, wrong. well that that's what i'm saying i mean i think claire definitely overreacted about the whole thing i mean you're leaning in for a kiss why are you getting so so hyped up about this whole situation because then he he realizes that he messed up and that this might be his only chance anyone's yeah. only chance to sway claire so he like kind of grabs her arm and is like no like i like that's not at all what it was i absolutely want to kiss and she was just not having any of it and i think she overreacted a little bit obviously grabbing her arm isn't yeah it's bold. the look you want to give bold off move. but but in the end it went out so sadly that even in the date later on, uh, Claire didn't show up. Chris Harrison showed up and said, yeah, gone. Yeah. You <laughs> so, just gotta hope like, it, that's crazy that he left and they didn't bring back Jay like, <laughs> or any yeah, of the I guys know. that left, they just brought on four new guys. That's a like, whole nother crazy. Problem. I mean, I love the new guys that they brought. Yeah, I love too. them bringing on new guys. It definitely creates a great aspect. A nice little bachelor in paradise aspect. Yeah, and I think that one thing that The Bachelor doesn't do enough of is emphasize, like, the in-house conflict. Mm -hmm. they, they do a lot of, like, conflict with, like, a guy will say, will go to The Bachelor or Bachelor. A, a guy or girl will go to The Bachelor or Bachelorette and be like, I don't think this person's heart is in the right place. That's which, such an Which we know is coming because I already saw it in the preview. We know there's oh, some, okay. pl some plenty, plenty more of that. I mean, it happens in essentially every season. Every episode. And, <laughs> okay, fair, fair. And so I, I just think we we need a little more of that from The Bachelor. If any Bachelorette producers are listening to this, we need more of that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, for those who aren't watching, we, me and Danny repick. Danny took Blake M, the wildlife man. I don't know what you say, wildlife manager of sure. a park. Sure. I should probably have I should probably have my forestry verbiage more updated. He's a but zookeeper. <laughs> he works in the woods. He works in the woods in Canada. Uh -huh. Shocker. Uh, and I took Riley, the attorney who grew up in Detroit and now lives in New York. My I love Riley. I love everything he says. He's just a little too serious sometimes. I think that could hurt, especially with a girl like Keisha who is very energetic mm -hmm. and always mm -hmm. has a smile on her face. I think that could negatively affect him, but his date went well. So, I mean, I didn't want him buy back in, but I was so sold on Riley. That's the only thing that compelled me to do so. All right. Yeah. Uh, Blake, it's tough because he's not on TV, so I don't have much to say about it. He didn't get a date. He didn't. Maybe he'll get a date next week. She does seem By like the she way, wants to talk to everyone. So, like, he'll get a true. chance eventually, and he'll get his chance. And if he blows it, that means I blew it again. So, I, I thought he understand. had good. He was doing well with one -on -one talks yeah. with both of them. Yeah, he was he was doing well, and then he just did. He wasn't really in this last episode. Keep it. Bear in mind, I did not watch last week's episode when Dale and Claire officially left. You didn't miss much. Yeah, oh miss no, much. I know. I know what I missed. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> They showed enough of it in this episode, basically. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready to move on past Bachelor Talk? 
Well, actually, I have one last thing. And how dare you say bachelor talk when it's bachelorette talk? Uh, Whatever. <laughs> I have one last thing. So in next week's episode, next week's episode will be a lot better than this episode because uh-huh. we have a lot planned. While we did have a good date with the water basketball, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, because to me, the group dates are what makes the show. Yeah, probably the highest peak of entertainment a little beef wait what did you say a little beef a little physical contact right yeah anything anytime there's physical contact involved men are gonna get riled up about it Mm -hmm. so that is a perfect segue into my me talking about next week in which there is literally i don't know if you saw this dan but there literally is a date where they're just wrestling I did not They're see this. Shirtless wrestling in a cage. It's straight up some UFC shit. It's gonna be fun. I don't I can didn't you, see this preview, but I am excited to see it. Like, can you more explicitly ask for problems? And I can I can already tell you what's gonna happen in this episode, Dan. I can already tell you. I don't even have to watch it. I've seen way too much of this. <laughs> some two people are gonna get way too serious in it. And it's going to affect, like, it's going to, I should say, it's just going to get way more personal than, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, than anyone planned, yeah. quote unquote. Chris, and, as Chris laughs in the background, he's like, anyone well, yeah. planned. Ha, 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 ha. If, <laughs> if there was a hot mic on Chris during next episode, he's just going to be geeking during all there should, of Chris it. should have his own show where he's just like kind of in the bat, like, like he's running The Bachelorette. But he's also got his own like little private camera on him that you know, yeah. ex- and he can go out and make fun of people on the side. I'd love that. You know how there's like a when you're, there's a big college football game on, and ESPN will have the regular broadcast, and then they'll have a broadcast with like a panel of guys mm-hmm. that are like talking mm-hmm. about the game, and then they'll have another broadcast on like ESPN News that's like there's a bunch of stats on the screen the whole yeah. time. Like they like to have a, usually they do this for the playoff games, the BC. I guess it's not BCS anymore, but the college football playoff games. Uh, I think they should have that for the bachelor. Where if you don't like what bachelor slash bachelorette, I think they should have like an alternate version where you can watch like the Chris Harrison view. That would be really fun. where, I would where you're that. just kind of getting the behind the scenes, but also every moment he's in the show. Yeah, I like I love that idea. That's perfect. Uh, and one more thing about that uh, wrestling episode that's coming is, I guarantee you, this is a word for word a quote that will happen in the next episode from Tasha. <clears throat> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't mean it for it to go this far. Guarantee. Well, what did you expect? And that's what everyone says every time. And it's so played out, and I'm still going to watch it like it's a goddamn Super Bowl. Dude, today I'm I was taking – this is my last thing to say because it's just a knock on The Bachelorette, and I'm sorry. Um, today, today I had a little homework to do during it, so I timed out how long commercial breaks are for it. Six minutes, and here's how long oh, wow. the content in between that is. Seven minutes. They go seven minutes of content, six minutes of commercials. Seven minutes of content, really? six you minutes had of it. commercials. Wow. Because I, I had an 18-minute video to watch for the assignment, 
and I was like, yeah. I finished it in two barely a start of a third commercial break. I was okay. pissed. I was very upset about it. I thought the yeah. homework assignment would take me at least the whole episode because I was just going to listen in between commercial breaks. Finished immediately. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That'll help out my bathroom breaks, actually, knowing yeah. that information. Well, you know you have the most time ever. Um, here's a new song. Sure. Here's the new song for Masterclass Disaster Class. You can let us know how you think about it. It was originally going to be the Trap Game song. I decided to switch that up, though. Copyright definitely taking over for this one. A lot of inspiration. <laughs> Park, I think you're really going to like my master class disaster class this week, so I'm going to go first. Good, because I'm still thinking of mine. Okay. So my <laughs> disaster, I'm going to start with my disaster class, is yeah. Jimmy John's Lettuce. Holy shit, that's an awesome one. Jimmy John's so Lettuce awesome. sucks. It's just stringy. I like their bread. I like everything about their sandwich except yeah, for their yeah. lettuce. I get easy lettuce every single time. Because if you get too much, it just gets stuck in between your teeth. It's all over it's the place. Absurd. It's so it's paper thin and it's shredded and it doesn't it gets work. Everywhere. It doesn't work. My master class no. is. And Papa I'm normally John's. a fan of shredded lettuce, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but I am <laughs> often often yeah. I prefer the shredded lettuce. Yeah, I agree. Um, my master but class I don't know what it is about Jimmy John's. Anyway. My master class is Papa John's pizza sauce. Papa yeah. John's wins. That's all I gotta mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah. Domino's stinks. Whatever the other ones are, Little Caesars is cheap, but it's still stinks. Um, By the way, I Papa John's is with the best. with maybe the most passion of any take I've ever had on this show, and I know we've talked about this. Little Caesars is so much better than a Jack's Pizza. Oh, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. I mean, are you kidding? I got three I, Jack's I pizzas in my fridge right now. I got three Jack's pizzas in my fridge right now that I got for $5. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I guess that's fair if we're talking purely value and price. But I'm not even talking purely va- purely price. If it's rising crust, it's over. Franchise. Every other pizza franchise... Your order delivery or something, it's ridiculously expensive. Toppers, you order a pizza and topper sticks, it's like twenty-five goddamn dollars. Yeah. That's you go to you go to Little Caesars, which by the way, for my for my opinion is better overall than Toppers. Uh you give me a five dollar pizza, take and bake or I'm sorry, not take and bake, hot and ready, Mm -hmm. with some crazy bread. And hey, sue me. I'm gonna get the cheese bread, the cheesy garlic bread too. By the way, and that's cheap as well. I don't have a price on it right now, but I'm getting all that for like twelve bucks. Okay. Maybe I maybe I throw a soda in. A we're nice talking like liter? fourteen. A nice two liter. Yeah, a nice <laughs> two liter that'll last you way past the meal. Yeah, way past. The meal. So I'm, I need to put my foot down and say. 
Little Caesars is being disrespected. That's my take based off your take. I'll keep, I'll keep disrespecting them. Uh, you come up with a masterclass disaster class yet? Uh, yeah. So I have my master class. Well, actually, I'll start with my disaster class because I feel a little more passionately about it. So I've very strongly been against the White Sox hiring 76-year-old Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was hoping you'd bring this up. I forgot about it. (laughs) We'll squeeze in a little baseball in here. (laughs) Uh, I've been very against it. The White Sox have one of the the youngest and most exciting rosters in baseball. They were a couple poor managerial decisions away from beating the A's, and at that point, I mean, you look at their pitching, you look at the roster, they can really, they can beat anyone. Mm-hmm. They can really beat anyone. And I'm just here for the quote you're that, about, I'm just here for the quote you're about to say. Despite all of that, <laughs> they hire a 76 year old Tony LaRusa who will not, this is a guy who is so anti bat flip joining <laughs> a team that has two players, Luis Robert and Tim Anderson who are the best at bad flips, and they're not going to stop doing it. By the no, way. not a chance. I just could not find a worse pairing for an organization and the coach. Uh, so now I come to I come to today where I wake up, and I'm like, oh, what's this news about Tony La Russa? <laughs> it's not good. Oh, oh, it's the news about his DUI that he got. And then the quote comes out. <laughs> The quote. The quote comes out. And the quote is, I'm a Hall of Fame person. I'm a Hall of Fame person. This was after him telling the police officer that he had had one glass of wine at dinner. By the way, this is, the, this is a different quote from what I heard. Well, I was... Paraphrasing. I didn't go into... It, there was a deeper quote. Oh, I just... If you have the only, top of your head. Here, the quote I saw was... Don't arrest me. I'm a Hall of Fame baseball. I'm a Hall of Famer baseballer. Oh yeah, that wasn't because it didn't make sense grammatically. No, it didn't at make all. any sense. That's what it was. But the the most specific part of that was I'm a Hall of basically just generalizing that he's a Hall of Famer. That's the first thing he thinks of when and, he thinks of himself. And by the way, that. That hasn't worked since 1986 in America. No, yeah, especially not no if you're No police the... officer cares about that. You're 76, Nowadays. bro. Nobody believes you. And not even a player. You're just a coach. Yeah. You're just a Hall of Fame coach, and it's mainly just because you were around for a fuck ton. Yeah. So <laughs> so that, that made me laugh, and additionally him saying he had one glass of wine before that made me laugh. And it's which... I believe it's a second DUI, so... Hey. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's so that's this, what this one Twitter search is showing. So I no, apologize, I think, I Tony Larusa, if it's not your second DUI. Shouldn't he have does, got the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does have a history with that, and it's just one of those. I don't know how it could possibly work well, and I think actually these details coming out give the White Sox a great excuse to fire him before it starts. Yeah, as they should. Like you can end this now. Yeah. You can end this right, this absolute this. train wreck, you it's can end mad, it right now. It's a madhouse. Why would you hire a 76-year-old? Well, what it comes down to is the White Sox owner's Jer- elderly Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah. Still likes and Jerry Reinsdorf? Oh, my God. I know. Oh my God. And obviously claim to fame being in the yeah. 
film documentary, his claim to fame right now. And he said that one of his biggest regrets was firing La Russa in like 80, in the 80s. So he basically. Like, he fired La Russa. The whole time I was watching the Jordan doc, I knew Reinsdorf was just an old head. Just Well, just the time. fact, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's and the king idiot. of staying in his old ways. Yeah. So that's, I guess, why they keep him around. Uh, anyway, that is... I mean, that's a disaster class in itself, but could be fixed easily. Yes. Uh, my master class, not as good. Today, the masters are, the masters are starting oh, this weekend. Oh, yes. I know what you're saying. And uh, they play the par three tournament on Wednesday, so they'll be doing that. We're recording on a Tuesday. They'll be playing that tomorrow. But today on Tuesday, they're all playing their practice rounds, and usually they go out and engage in a little friendly competition. It's the skip competition, I believe, on the 12th hole at the Masters. I'm so glad I don't you know this the, up. I don't know the name of it at Augusta, but they essentially the goal is to just skip the water as many times as possible and get it on the green. John Rahm not only gets it on the green, he sinks it. It was the an only, unbelievable shot. I know, like almost to the point where it's like he wasn't even trying to do that. It was so unbelievable. Yeah, he wasn't even close to the... Even when he got on the green, he wasn't even close to the hole. It took an insane roll, like, off the top of the green, down... Came, it, like, looked like it was going to stop at the top and then just kind of peaked back down toward it. I was like, you're fucking kidding me, John. I, I actually what? am thinking about betting on him uh, as my master's pick no, just because he seems destined to win to me. Yeah, that is true, but, like, that's one of those situations where I just think, like... There's no chance. Yeah, now. he's too lucky. He's, yeah. he's used all of his juju. It's like Giannis uh, winning the MVP, Depoy, and then can't get the finals. It's like you know. Yeah, we'll we'll we say that. that we can't we'll win that. that. We can't win that many awards and assume we're gonna win the finals. Right, too, way too many awards. Way too many awards coming the Bucks way. We can't even keep track. Why would we want an NBA Finals when we're winning all these awards? Yeah. Anyway, uh, but what I wanted to say about that masterclass is that the only shot comparable is me, Danny, and Quinn, (laughs) our good good friend Quinn, playing a round of golf at Tuckaway. Mind you, I'm not great at the game of golf. One might say not even average. None of us are. And and I line up for a chip probably about, uh, I'd say, 15 yards away from the pin. Yeah, I was thinking 40 feet, so I like like 15 yards. Okay. Uh, And you can't see the hole. You can't see the hole could not see the hole the green was above my head i'm just i looked at the green i did the classic like golf situation the like pga golf situation where like i kind of walk up take survey the green where i want to put this ball i'm like oh i'll let the green do with it what it wants Mm -hmm. i I saw the green i'll do with it i'll let it (laughs) take it where it, it would like and i i sink it I sink it, and it wasn't one of those where, like, I put it close and it went in. It was similar to the John Rahm where it hit the green Big roll. pretty close to me and rolled for an hour and a half and was, went in. It was one of my favorite and days of my life. <laughs> now, is this was this master class maybe just created so I could flex that single golf shot? I don't know. That's, again, for you to decide. But, I'm glad yeah, you I... Did, so. I needed to bring it up, I felt, after seeing that. All right, let's move on to Trap Game. Yeah. Um, I'll go first just because I don't love mine this week. 
Um, yeah. I won't play the music. We have some nice piano music to throw over the back of Trap Game from here on out as our outro. Yeah. Um, but since we're on Zoom, I don't want to try to figure all that out. My Trap Game yeah. this week is getting COVID. Um, yeah. So you know. I have COVID. <laughs> hey. I have COVID. And me and my roommates, so two of my roommates have uh, connecting doors on their room, and they also tested positive. So I've been chilling down in that room. We call it the COVID cave uh, for the last. Shout out to us being responsible. Yes, for the last COVID. for the last week now, um, and it's been fun. It's been very fun, but it's starting. Cool. It's we're a week in, and it's starting. And I'm just I'm doing the podcast in the living room right now. It's so, taking its toll. Yeah, it's, it's just starting to get. And I think we're all feeling it. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it starts out fun, you know, you're like, well, I got nothing to do, so I can just be here. They're like, whoa, three TVs all right here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't, Sunday, I don't hate this. NFL and Sunday was it, pretty fun, but, you know. Yeah, it, that kind of helps everything out. Yeah. NFL Sunday. All right, who doesn't uh, game? Mine? Yeah. Mine's not good. Um, I'm excited. I play, ho- <laughs> I play hockey ultimate team. Uh, not many people do. I, I am a big fan of NHL, and I think it's one of the best sports games I've ever played, if it's, not the. I, I agree. Specifically this year, actually, I think NHL 21 has outdone itself over previous years, which is something to say compared to most past EA franchises. Cough, cough, Madden, cough, cough. <laughs> well, this isn't EA, but 2K. Yeah. Uh, so... I do not like to buy things in the game. You bought the $100 version. Let's keep that in mind. Okay, yes. (laughs) Okay, that's that's fair. I bought the $100 version, but I don't like to buy anything additionally, usually. But I'm getting to a point in the game where the the NHL season is normally going on right now. Yeah. So there's a lot of cards coming out. There's a lot more people playing, I would say. And therefore, things are cheaper, usually. Well, now, of course, I'm playing more than ever. I mean, I don't leave the house that much, so I get homework done and I play it. Yeah. And I've saved up a lot of money, and now i got to buy my big card, my big player. And basically, it's the only thing I think about 24-7 <laughs> is what I'm going to do next with my hockey ultimate team. And luckily, it hasn't affected my grades yet, all this thinking about it. But it it's will. definitely affected my sleep. Yeah, dude, my sleep schedule has been messed up. Absolutely oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I because I will just saved go it, out. To be honest, what'd you say? COVID has kind of saved my sleep schedule. To be honest, yeah, just because yeah, my roommates I, my roommates go to bed early, pretty early, and I'm normally the last one up, so I just like feel bad right. being in there late and like with the TV on and stuff. So I don't know. It's right. kind of helped me out. <laughs> Not yeah, even a trap so, game. Our trap game segment wasn't great this week. It, it wasn't <laughs> strong, but... Oh, actually, I have another one. I have another one. Beautiful. Uh, that I just thought of off the top of my head. Uh, I am planning a Friendsgiving that Danny is not invited to, <laughs> but it's with, it's with uh, some other friends I have. And uh, I've never had one before. And I realized in the middle of me hyping it up that I don't know how to cook, (laughs) (laughs) that I don't know how to make food. 
So now I have to figure that dicey situation out yeah, because I'm going to have situation. to bring and, something. And Thanksgiving food, everyone knows what to expect. So they're like, yeah, this this is what it's going to be. Parker's right. You can't produce that. <laughs> Realistically. Right. And so what I'm trying to do is work my way into the alcohol uh, segment. Okay. Yeah. Where like I'll be the guy who just brings booze or something. Yeah, I like that. And maybe that'll that'll kind of push me through to like, oh, okay, he brought the booze. I also I, I feel like low key in that situation, turkey might not be the hardest thing to make. Because turkey, you know, it's like you throw it in. Oh, that's so time-consuming. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Time-consuming and sticky. Uh, <laughs> but it's the easiest. Yeah. Of the, it's, I feel like it's the most straightforward of a lot of Thanksgiving meals. Maybe I bring gravy. Gravy's nice. I bring gravy. Gravy's nice. You can buy gravy. I mean, it's a staple. You can buy gravy. Maybe I just buy mashed, like Bob Evans mashed or potatoes stuffing. and gravy. If you, you might impress more people by buying stuffing. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Like See, stuff. this is why I brought it up because we need to bounce these ideas back and forth. Mm-hmm. Also, you're so basically. The, also, you're playing in the turkey bowl. Uh, no, no, I am not. For anyone who's wondering, Danny has been trying to get me to play in this Thanksgiving time football game, pick up football game, and I refuse to ever, ever play in it because football <laughs> is too extreme for my post athletic body you could take on colin he'll be fine bobby hinker's playing uh, in it good he can take my <laughs> th- then my spot is taken you know what that actually helps i'm glad he's playing i'm glad i'll have a beer with you after <laughs> that that'll be my contribution to the turkey bowl do we have anything else to talk about today uh uh, the oh, I have NBA. Wait, I have one Wait. more. I have one more thing okay. really fast. I forgot. I was going to bring it up after the NBA. The NFL snuck in some massive news right I under know, our yeah. noses that yeah. if the, if teams can't finish their season this year, they will throw in an extra playoff spot. Thus, which I think might eliminate some buys because that would be eight teams in each conference. I wonder what would happen with those guys. And you know what guys. that means. And you know what that means. What does that mean? Our Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I'm going to insert their – they probably have a theme song or something. I'm going to insert it at this Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. <laughs> We've got, got some, some effects, effects going, going on here. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs>
yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, so that's all I got. Sorry, I interrupted you with the <laughs> effects. <laughs> <laughs> with the effects, and but it was important. It was big yeah. NFL news. All right, well, if that's all we got. No, you got your NBA stuff. Go. Whatever you were about to say. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, the NBA free agency is supposed to take place 48 hours after the draft. I'm excited for it. Dude, we're... It's debatably the most exciting. I, I don't think it's being talked about enough. It's going to be one of the most exciting three days of the NBA because obviously during quarantine and stuff, there's been so much, uh, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm thinking of? People talking when they shouldn't be. Rumors? Room? No. Oh, uh, oh. Dude, we haven't heard that word. I can't think of the word, but we haven't heard it in so... Collu- it's not collusion. Not collusion. That's what I was on. It's the same word, though. It's the same word. There's been a lot of collusion tampering. over the offseason. Tampering. tampering. I haven't heard Tamp- the, the word tampering in months. I know. I'm so excited yeah. to hear tampering but, again. God, just the word tampering Ugh, <laughs> gets me fired up. Uh, but obviously there's been tampering over quarantine and in the bubble. I mean, they were literally nuts to butts together sitting mm-hmm. by the pool. So you knew stuff was going to happen. And I think that that is going to make, I originally, I was thinking this even before I knew it was happening like a day or two after the draft was yeah. that deals were going to happen quickly. And I think that's what's going to happen this year. Yeah, and it's going to be even better because it's, right after the draft where deals are already made probably thinking about free agency i agree i think it's going to be an absolutely bananas week because that dude that is a week from now we're filming this because today is now wednesday it's 1 a.m on wednesday um yeah that's going to be an absolutely insane week um that starts one week from now um so we'll see y'all next week i think we might have some things to talk about nba wise next week or or the next next week we'll see exactly when we'll see when it times up i might come up for the draft i might come i'll be out of quarantine by then so i might make my way down to whitewater watch the draft together get some wings yeah 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 whoa whoa i have a b-dubs gift card now we're talking all right well that's all we got for everybody thanks for joining us um enjoy thank you Again, live music now. See ya.